0: and welcome to another episode of Military Spouse Strong. I am Krista Frost, your host, and today I am joined by Gina Panacci. Gina, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi Krista, I'm excited. It's one of my favorite topics to talk talk about in the world, so I'm really pumped.
0: Yay, absolutely. I am so glad that you are joining us, and today we are going to be talking with Gina who is a talent lead, about just looking for jobs, um, especially if you've been out of the workforce for a little bit, maybe you're joining the workforce for the first time, or you're just looking for a new job in this new environment and kind of this COVID environment where people might be looking for jobs in more of a teleworking capacity um, and really just trying to find something where maybe there's a little bit more limited jobs available. So I think Gina, just coming from, um, you know, the Human resources, you know, the talent acquisition side of things. What would be your advice for anyone who is in that position, looking to get into the workforce, and um, you know, really just trying to understand some of the trends that are going on today?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. I mean, I think the first thing you really have to think about, um, especially if you've been out of the workforce, is you know what you really want to do. And I encourage those that have been out of the workforce uh, for some time to you know, start start um, start taking Coursera classes or classes, online classes that will help you really um, focus on what you might actually want to do, because I think it really all starts with uh, being your own brand ambassador, which means making sure your LinkedIn profile and your resume really speak to your experience and really wanting to land your dream job, which is tailoring your resume and your LinkedIn and your cover letter towards that. So I think really starting there and really kind of doing some self-discovering and figuring out what you truly want to do um and i think as i mentioned like it really starts with your resume and your linkedin i mean uh you really kind of have to go into this being your best advocate um and so what i say i mean because you probably know this too writing your own resume is the absolute worst um it's not fun (laughs) to talk about yourself at all it's it's really challenging and Sometimes it takes a while to jog your memory and go back and um, talk about your previous experiences, so I definitely tell those that are struggling writing their resume, um, you know, it's a daunting task and you know, have a family member, coworker, um, uh, maybe a previous colleague that you worked with before that you can kind of just go through and jog your memory to write down some of those key points that would be helpful or beneficial for a new employer to know.
0: Absolutely. No, I think that is such great advice Um, just to kind of, yeah, get your mind going again, get thinking about, you know, what you what you really enjoy. And I think those course theory classes can really help with that as well yeah, just kind of discovering and maybe even finding something that you never thought you'd be interested in or never even considered before to think like, oh, hey, that's interesting. That's kind of what happened to me with my handmade business when I was doing like my own knitting business. It was like, oh, I didn't know that a hobby could become a you know, a, a job. This is this is crazy. Right. So I think it just gets you thinking about different things, maybe things that are a little bit non traditional, especially in, in today's world. And, you know, you bring up a really great point with the resume and mm-hmm. writing. It and- Sitting down and doing that. And um, I know that resumes have certainly changed since, you know, when I was getting out of college and really looking for jobs. (laughs) What are you seeing today as far as, you know, really speaking to your strengths and making a resume, um, you know, really just stand out?
1: You know, I'm going to be totally honest. this is the sad truth and that a lot of people, a lot of recruiters don't actually look at even cover letters anymore. Um, and especially in a time of uh, remote and you really need to stand out, I think there's ways that you can stand out. And I think it starts with a resume. I mean, always always have a cover letter, but I think the name of the game here is personalization. And I think, um, you know, what I what I urge people to do is to not apply to multiple jobs within a company um, and really kind of tailor your resume, your cover letter and your LinkedIn for that job, that job that you want. Um, one thing that I've also seen too, is people actually creating videos. Um, And you can use different products that are free and cheap, like Loom, for instance, Um, just talking about your experience. Hey, uh, my name is Gina. I've been out of the workforce for a couple of years, but looking to get back into a sales position, Um, Here's what I've done in my past, I did Mary Kay or Arbonne um, to really, uh, you know, influence the entrepreneurial side of myself and keep selling even when I'm not. Um, So I think that's helpful. But Mm -hmm. in terms of a resume, you really want it to be a snapshot of your experience. Keep it simple. Keep it clean. Keep it concise. Keep it short. Um, You know, you don't need to, I think, what we were probably told, like when we were in college, is you know, have all these pretty um, images and logos and colors on a resume. <laughs> don't, just don't. <laughs> yes. We're um, yes. not looking, unless you're a designer, don't. <laughs> <laughs> But I would say rule of thumb, you know, keep it two pages if you can and anything past 10 years of experience that isn't relevant is really not necessary. So I say keep six to eight jobs that are more recent and relevant on your resume. Um, And then for each position, you really want to make sure that you have location of the name and the company, your title and employment duration. So how long you worked at that company underneath that I think it's a great idea to have one to two sentences describing your role and really what you were hired to do um, and then followed by some bullet points and you know bullet points are a really great way to kind of capture the attention and it's really more aesthetically pleasing I you mean, think about it when mm-hmm. you read an email when you open up an email you don't want to read a paragraph you want to read something that's here's the objective, and here are some of the data points behind that. So, you know, one to two sentences of why you're hired, and then the bullet points, you know, I would have at least two that um, are like data-driven. So maybe provide examples or numbers or statistics or facts about how you increased revenue or how you increased client support, et cetera. Um, and then the other points, um, you know, can touch on the collaboration and the partnerships that you had in that particular role to show how well-rounded you are.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that that is such good advice for how to get your name out there, Mm -hmm. how to make things, you know, how to make yourself stand out. And like you said, be a brand advocate for, for yourself. Um, and I I think too, with like interviews, so resume can certainly cause stress interviews. (laughs) Cause a lot of dress when you're preparing for it so what would you say for preparing for those interviews and and really getting confident in you know in having those interviews
1: yeah i mean i think it all again like really starts with your linkedin and your resume because once you really redo that and you've walked your jogged your memory you're able to speak a little bit more clearly and specifically to those experiences so that you know it doesn't seem as daunting or scary. Now it is a little awkward today (laughs) with everyone being (laughs) virtual um, and some people either love it or they don't. Some people can be the best um, you know presenters or speakers but interviewing is just really tough sometimes. So Mm -hmm. what I say going into interviews You really want to set yourself up for success. And the best way to do that is to really prepare and do the groundwork. Um, And the best way to do that is really get to know the company, get to know the organization, really understand some of the pain points and why this person is looking to hire the position that that you're interviewing for Um, and really just try to understand where the hiring manager and empathize where they're coming from and why you would be impactful. So oftentimes what I actually tell people to do when I'm prepping them before their interviews is to sit down, this may seem so silly, but I swear it works, (laughs) Um, compare the job description, actually physically print it out or have it up on your computer screen and then have your resume next to it. Go Go by line by line and really connect the dots between your experience and the job description, and really be able to speak to that. I think that will really create a deeper conversation. And I think the hiring team will really appreciate that you've done your work and really acknowledged what was in the job description.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Just having that very visual. Uh, you know. Yeah, visual aid to help you with connecting those dots, understanding and really getting in your head to what the job description is that you are looking for um, or that you are looking at that you're interviewing for. So absolutely. And with kind of that um, more virtual interviews going yes. on, yeah, what, what would you say is different between the virtual interviews and the in-person?
1: So it's really tough to bring that human element when you're Mm -hmm. interviewing virtually so i say do some snooping (laughs) go on linkedin you know find some commonality with the person that you're chatting with like hey I saw that you went to northwestern or hey i saw that you joined Girls Who Code Club, like that's awesome. I'm hoping to get into that, just so you can kind of build that. Sometimes if you just join a Zoom, it can be very awkward to go right into an interview. (laughs) And hopefully the person interviewing you, you know, will kind of seamlessly make that transition. But some of the other things um, I highly recommend, and this might seem silly, but you know, really kind of plan out what you're gonna say and also make sure you're in a quiet area, talk to your roommates, your spouse, your friends, put your dogs in another room, maybe have someone come over and watch the kids uh, for Mm -hmm. a couple hours, just so you're not distracted. Because Mm -hmm. I think that can be, that can really throw someone off their game, honestly. And of course, I think today it's always endearing when you see a dog or, (laughs) for instance, like a kid walk into an interview, I mean, it kind of brings (laughs) a human element. So if that does happen, don't worry. Um, But I would really make sure that your cell phone is off, you're focused, and one silly thing (laughs) I would tell everyone is make sure you dress the part I mean wear a shirt wear pants wear shoes really (laughs) I know that seems crazy but like really create your own space and walk to a different room where it's set up where you have your own little desk set up so it does feel like you're sitting in an interview because I think if you're sitting on your couch and you're taking an interview like it you don't feel like it and so you're probably not going to put your most professional self forward
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that you really like hit it on the head with just kind of like getting into that space, getting into that mental space of just, okay, I'm interviewing and this is, you know, this is business and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting into like the habit as well. Not only the just practice of doing it, but just the habit of actually like, you know, kind of playing the dressing part, playing the part. And I think that everything, all these tips that you're giving us, it really does help to kind of decrease some of the anxiety that goes along with this whole process. And I'm kind of wondering, is there anything else that you would really like advise in order to reduce that anxiety as well? Oh my
1: gosh, 110%. So one (laughs) thing, again, you want to make sure you are setting yourself up for success. That's number one. Uh, you know, so testing out the Google link or the Zoom link, downloading everything that you need so that it doesn't become like, oh my gosh, I'm joining in five minutes or 10 minutes. I'm trying to figure it out. That can bluster someone incredibly. Um, and that's understandable. Technology problems happen. One thing I also tell people to do, and I've actually done this, um, go for a run. Meditate. Be outside. Whatever you need to do, um, so that you can kind of put on your your game face, so that you can really like go into this in a professional setting. Like, do it. Um, you know, there's no wrong answer there, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, need that that turn off um, from technology and the computer because. You, you really can get sucked into it and overthink the interview. And I think if you just take a few moments to kind of collect yourself, step outside, go walk your dog, just be outside in nature, meditate, whatever it is, you'll definitely be a little bit more, um, grounded when you interview.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense just to get in that like mind space to get yeah. in your, kind of yeah. in your happy place. If you want to say that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly
0: just <laughs> to be ready to go ready for anything ready for yeah. those random technology glitches that happen and everything so that totally totally makes sense and yeah do you have any other kind of like closing advice for people as they go through this journey
1: you know the one thing i will say you know be confident you got yourself to that interview um on your own so be confident in your own abilities and let that be the driving force but most importantly, be your authentic self. I cannot stress that enough. Um, you know, people are interviewing you for a reason and it's mainly because they really like your personality. They really like your drive, your work ethics, et cetera. And, you know, qualifications aside, like really make sure that you show up, um, as yourself.
0: Absolutely. Such, such great advice to always be your authentic self. And yeah, you absolutely just bring it, you know, to bring all of you, to bring all of the amazing skills that you have mm-hmm. to the forefront, really speak to them. And like you said, we really don't like to talk about ourselves a whole yes. lot, but if there is no other time to do it, that is the time to do it. So
1: percent. well it, said. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> but, and I think that you also graciously offered um, that if people want to connect with you on LinkedIn, um, yes. that they
1: can do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, send me a note, drop me a note on LinkedIn. Um, all you need to do is connect or message me um, and I'm happy to talk through resume, how, you know do an interview prep session before an interview. Totally happy to offer that up
0: oh that is so so sweet of you thank you so of so course. much and can you spell your name for everybody just because i know that um sometimes <laughs> i cannot remember how to spell your last name so can you know you krista it's says
1: italian names that will get you they're tricky they're not easy <laughs> yeah so my name is gina g-i-n-a and the last name is panacci p-a-n-a-c-c-i
0: Wonderful. Well, Gina, thank you so, so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. And I think that you just gave us such wonderful advice that we will be able to use throughout our careers. So thank you so much for that.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Krista. Really glad we we were able to catch up and glad that we talked about um, interviewing in
0: the modern day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a good topic. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And until next time, stay
1: military spouse strong.